Raphael vote. Uh, I'm a little bit fired up because uh, last night we had the Placentia Yorba Linda Unified School District uh, school board meeting. It was a little bit early um, and it started early at six o'clock. I did broadcast um, most of the meeting uh, last night. And, and I just want to start a little bit with the, the chief of um, Placentia was there and the chief for the Yorba Linda. Well, I mean, it's, it's the sheriff's department that covers Yorba Linda, but they call him the chief of the Yorba Linda uh, area police uh, officers, the sheriff's off, uh, the sheriff deputies that patrol the area of Yorba Linda. And both were uh, very good at speaking about what it is that, um, you know, things that they, that the, the parents need to know about responses to uh, active shooter calls to some of the other things in relationship to SROs and encouraging their police officers to stop by the schools and that kind of stuff. I thought they did a good job. Um, and in, when I had originally signed up to speak last night, I was going to, uh, of course, speak about some other issues that are super important at our school that are simply taken away from the education of our kids, a normal education of, of reading, writing, counting. Uh, and thinking, um, but with the the Orange County uh, sheriff uh, sheriff that spoke and the chief of police of Placentia, I thought it was really important uh, last night that I kind of let the parents know and the school district and the school board know what kind of law enforcement do we have that will re be responding to the schools that will be. Um, patrolling the area around those schools and, and visiting their schools. And as an Anaheim police officer, I went through the Orange County Sheriff's Academy. Uh, I would then eventually become an instructor at the Orange County Sheriff's Academy. But my business, uh, essentially for the last 35 years, has been training um, officers in regard to um, active shooter calls, uh, uh, tactical uh, responses, uh, use of canine in relationship to uh, any kind of violent calls and that type of thing. Uh, sometimes we call it, um, um, uh, oh shoot, I just, I don't even know what I called it. Uh, we call it uh, sustained confrontation, sorry. <laughs> a sustained confrontation is one where you're fighting for your life for a long period of time. And so um, in, in doing that of, of 35 years, I've done it all over North America, South America, and Europe. And then I also testify in court cases uh, regarding uh, police officers uh, and their use of force on many of these calls. Uh, that was a foundation I wanted to lay because what I wanted to tell the audience that was there is that, number one, I've never had in a, any case where an officer might be believed to use some type of inappropriate force or made a bad call. And I get a lot of cases, well over a thousand cases I've been asked to look at after uh, over the last um, couple decades. And I've testified in hundreds of cases uh, in both federal court and state court. I have never had a case involving an Orange County agent, Orange County agency, and in particular, any agency that has officers that have gone through the Orange County Sheriff's Academy or the Golden West uh, Police Academy, which are both in Orange County. And I think that speaks volume uh, in regard to the training that our officers get and the professionalism of the officers that are hired. And that speaks to a couple of things. Number one, the hiring process. I think is above and beyond many police departments throughout the United States in Orange County. The requirements to be a, an officer on any of the cities within Orange County, uh, and, and that includes the Orange County Sheriff's Department. And much of the things that I either was taught at the Orange County Sheriff's Academy or learned and then passed on to the 
uh, recruits at the Orange County Sheriff's Academy when I was an instructor, I have used throughout the world to train others. And so I just wanted everybody to know that, you know, there's, no, there's nothing better than having the best of the best being the police officers that are patrolling your towns and handling these the type of calls that, that may occur at a school, in particular, an active shooter, uh, which is uh, every parent's fear. But I believe the officers that are in, um, of course, Anaheim, uh, Placentia, Brea, um, your Belinda with the Orange County Sheriff's Department and Fullerton are top notch uh, police officers. Does every police department have a, their own problems? Absolutely, because they involve human beings. And uh, you uh, on, on occasion will have a sour apple uh, in the mix. But overall, I can tell you that uh, I we have some of the best uh, men and women in uniform in this area of Orange County. So super important. I think I wanted to share that again. Uh, what happens uh, in a school board meeting is that you have limited time. And so I have a minute and a half to get everything out. And of course, you go as you begin talking and you see that you're already down 30 seconds. I be been, then begin to talk fast and I end up skipping over some uh, things. So I hope that came out clearer than I think last night did. I'm not sure how it came out, uh, but um, uh, I just want to make sure that that was clear. The other thing that I suggested, well, one thing that we need for sure is SROs in every school in Orange County, every school, not just one uh, in a particular area like, or a particular um, region or area of our school district that goes to a bunch of different schools. But of course, what's going to happen is when that SRO is at um, Yorba Linda Middle School, then an incident at Yorba Linda High School is bound to happen. And then he's going to have to now find his car, get in his car and then drive the, the mile or half a mile that distance it is to get there. And so, uh, you know, we are a very um, well off uh, area. And, and I know resources are short in a lot of other areas, but um, the safety of the kids is uh, extremely important. And each school, when in session, when you include all the teachers and the, um, the administration, all the students, and um, the, uh, you know, the additional personnel that are there, the janitors, that kind of stuff, you essentially at every school have a little city. And for there not to be an officer within that little city, I think is um, a mistake because anything can happen, anything. We had a, a teacher bring a gun to school and commit suicide in one of the schools here in our district last school year. So um, uh, you have to understand what it's like. We have fights, we have gang fights, we have drug use, we have drug sales, we have... Um, uh, a lot of things that happen in the each one of the schools, because, like I said before, you have a a little bit of a what would would be essentially a city during school hours. Uh, as soon as the first person arrives, it, it just is a living, breathing community that needs somebody that's there that is of an enforcement uh, level uh, with uniform badge, gun arrest powers and a radio to radio for help when necessary. So I think that's a big mistake. The um, the other thing that I wanted that I brought up that night or last night was that what schools don't do enough of is um, connect with um, the police department and give them a time each month and quite possibly each week that a unit can come to the schools and conduct training in the schools. And I'm not talking about just active shooter. It takes a long time to set up an active shooter scenario training uh, day for all the personnel to get off and, 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 and adjust their schedule so they could be there. 
And so that is great to have an active shooter uh, scenario uh, day where they spend an entire day setting up a, a training scenario where everybody can be trained on their role in the case of an active, active shooter. That is amazing. But in, but in addition to that, uh, police departments are always, especially the canine unit, the SWAT teams, the hostage negotiators, uh, the sniper unit, the equestrian units, if you have one, Anaheim does, um, they all have a need for training in realistic places. And every school has, when school is out and nothing else is happening, uh, in the evening time, uh, when sports are over and all the classrooms are empty, say between eight o'clock at night and you know two o'clock in the morning, when they could use these facilities for good sound training of any kind, they can have four officers could come in and do a building search scenario. A, and a training officer could bring a, a young boot officer or a couple young boots over there uh, to a school and say, "All right, what we have is a burglary occurring in the uh, east portion of the of the school." Um, Get, I want you to handle it. And they'll drive their units to a, their, you know, whatever spot is the designated location to park their vehicles. Or they'll say, hey, how would you approach this with your vehicle? What would you do? Where would you park? Um, and then what would you do after that? And they can run these scenarios. It doesn't have to be hours long. It's a, it could be everywhere from 30 minutes to two hours that they could use the, uh, the cafeteria, you know, two or three of the classrooms, um, you know, the band room, the uh, theater there at El Dorado to the stadium. I mean, there's just so many things you can do, which we did in um, canine training. But, you know, in Anaheim, we rarely were able to use a school. There was always somebody that you know, an attorney got involved or somebody said, no, we don't want the cops there because it looks bad. You know, they had some whiner. Uh, but I know in Orange, we used a school, a couple schools in Orange all the time. And I'm telling you, although as a police officer with Anaheim, there was one school that we were at training enough. I could literally walk through some of the rooms with my eyes closed and be able to work a dark scenario um, where I would be able to get through the room um, and safely and tactically in a low lighting scenario. Um, not to go too much in, in, police, in police training, that kind of stuff. Sometimes um, you might want to enter a room with no flashlight and no lighting and allow your eyes to adjust so that the suspect doesn't have the advantage of seeing you with your flashlight, seeing you trying to guide your way with a torch trying to get through the room. Um, there is some good sound training on on that kind of thing. And these classrooms, these schools are um, are amazing training sites. If you just let the police department know or give them a key and say, here's the key to the gate. Here's the key to the uh, the skeleton key to the to the buildings and and allow this type of thing to happen, because it will come in handy when you do have an active shooter or some type of scenario where you have officers that are coming in and they know the the school like the back of the hand. Why? Because they've trained there for four or five nights in a row or, you know, uh, every month they go there and do some type of training, some, some car, uh, car stop scenarios. Um, and um, and it would just be, I, I don't know why more schools don't do it. I don't know what the heck was wrong with Anaheim at the time. Uh, you almost had to have one of the police officers who was married to the principal or something like that. And that's how we were able to get some of these schools. I think actually that was the case in Orange, something that I'm remembering like that. But uh, I don't know why school administration makes it difficult for police departments to come and use the schools. They should. The helicopter can land in the field. We did that a, a few times where we'd put the canine in the, in the helicopter. We would land the dog in the, in the field, the football field of the, uh, of the stadium. And then we would bring the dog out and use them in some type of scenario. It, the, the, the uses of a school for training for police officers is um, in, immense and large. And so 
Um, sorry to go on a rant there, but it, it really was something I want to talk about. But again, I only had a minute and a half and I couldn't get it all out. And when I hurry, it, it, it gets all jumbled and I can't get as much information out as I want. Um, let's see. We got uh, Hannah. Hannah says, opt out today. I have to look at that. I, Hannah, I appreciate that. Let me, uh, I, at some point during the show, I'll try to bring up optouttoday.com. I'm, I'm guessing that's opt out to school or public school, maybe a school choice type of thing. Um uh, Steph Fazer, it was the assistant principal, which is worse. <laughs> I'm not sure. I missed something. Uh, Hannah says, alternatives are the Christian Educators Association, American Association of Educators, about $16 a month for liability insurance and on an attorney at the disposal in quick response time, zero wokeness included. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing she has a really good bit of information. Teachers can opt. Oh, opt out of the union. Thank you. <laughs> I knew Hannah, you had a good point there. And yes, uh, I will. Um, I will be talking about that next. And so just in relationship to the police officers and the training, that kind of stuff, just really think about it. If you know any of the principals, vice principals, um, district superintendents that would have influence on, hey, reach out to the police departments, let them know these schools are available. All of them are available use them and um, it would be a great resource for the police department. I promise you, we've always have we look for buildings to train at and schools are amazing. All right, now to what Hannah's bringing up and uh, what my the, the title of my show tonight is, is Teachers and Teachers Union. And I, what a bunch of uh, nonsense that's going on there uh, in regard to the unions. We got to really get Apple, A-P-L-E, out of our schools. They are a menace. Uh, to the teachers, if they can find another resource, if uh, what Hannah is putting on here, which is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it up now because I think I have an idea what it's about, but Hannah uh, has a website here. You might want to go there, give it a shot and, uh, and look that. Let me, um, let me type it up here and just, uh, just you got to excuse me, I wasn't planning this. Um, and so you're going to have to allow me to, to type opt out today, opt out today dot and let me say, oh, I obviously wrote, typed it in up. Oh, forgot the T. <laughs> That's why I don't do this stuff while I'm out because I don't know how to type. Uh, what else did I miss there? Opt. Oh my gosh, I cannot type. Oh, here we go. I think I found it. Come on, baby. Give me what I need. Oh. <laughs> How can, how can one person put so many wrong words? Okay, there we go. Uh, public employees are finally free to make their own decisions about non about union membership. For decades, government workers in many states could be fired for refusing to financially support labor unions. All right, that's a good website. Uh, I like this idea. Um, I don't know that much about it, so I can't completely uh, tell you that it's a great resource, but it doesn't hurt to put it in there. Uh, uh, just in case, because we're broadcasting on several different platforms, I'm going to put it in the um, in the uh, chat. So if you're on, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, um, or Rumble, you should be able to see it. Uh, not Twitch, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Rumble. You should see uh, the URL I put on there. Go there, make your own choices. I, I I haven't gone through it enough, so I don't know that much about it, but it's in there for you to uh, peruse. I opted out over a year ago, says Hannah, takes five minutes to do, and you can sign up for one of the other associations instantly online. Wow, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to definitely look more into that. Thank you, Hannah, for sharing that. But um, there's, there's the, my, my brain was swimming today with so much nonsense of, 
uh, I'm going to share a couple of videos, a couple of clips from last night's meeting. Um, and, you know, there, there, something my, my wife will tell you that I have a, an aversive reaction to whiners. Um, now, some people may say that I come on here and whine about the, 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 the placentia of the unifying school years. I'm not whining. I'm fighting against the tyrants. That is, that is completely different. There's, it's not whining. It is fighting against what is morally wrong and right when it comes to our kids. That's not whining. Whining is a teacher standing up at the podium whining about how hard her job is to a room full of people who have jobs that are equally, if not more difficult than hers. Do not take a job, listen to me, do not take a job if you can't, if you can't hack it. If you want to be a teacher, you know what it calls for. You've heard people will tell you that it's that it's challenging. That depending on the school, try being. You're, you're a teacher. In, listen to me. You're a teacher at Placentia Urban Unified School District, and you're whining about how difficult your job is. Go try being a teacher in South Central LA. Try being a, a teacher in Baltimore. Try being a teacher in Chicago. I, they may whine over there. I haven't heard them whine, but they may whine about, oh, it's, uh, it's so hard. I get shot at every day. I get people throwing rocks at me. Kids uh, are dealing drugs while I'm trying to teach class. Uh, outside, you know, when I was driving out of the school parking lot, I had to duck because they were shooting at the, you know, at the gang members that were parked in the parking lot. You know, there's nothing more. I cannot stand whiners about their job. One thing I've never, well, I have heard a couple of cops whine and I hate that too is that you're telling me, uh, and I was telling my, my, my children this the other day because they were whining. <clears throat> One of my sons was whining about how stressful it was uh, driving a car. He's 16. He's going, oh, I don't know if I, driving a car is so stressful. And I looked, I said, son, you have no idea what stressful is. <clears throat> you are get, you're getting, you're, you're 16 years old. You're about to turn an adult. <clears throat> if, if the driving from, um, from our house to, uh, 24 hour fitness is too much for you. You're going to have a really big problem uh, when it comes to driving to work and then taking on a 10, 14, uh, 16 hour day. If you uh, uh, don't become a cop, because we often work, we uh, are out our, our hours uh, at Anaheim Police Department were 12 and a half hour days that would turn into 14 hour days that sometimes would turn into 16 or 18 hour days. And each call you went to, you didn't know if you were going to have to fight with somebody, if you were going to get shot at, if you were going to see somebody with their head cut off. Uh, a couple calls I went to, uh, there was a baby that was in a car that was caught on fire, and I tried to get the baby out. I nearly caught fire myself. And then I sit here uh, yesterday and listen to a teacher whine about her job. Quit. If you don't like your job, quit. If you don't like how difficult it is, quit. If you don't like how it's run, quit. Or go to South Central LA and get a perspective on how difficult maybe that teacher's job is. But uh, we got we had that. That's what we had uh, last night was a teacher. And uh, let me go ahead and play that now. I think I have the right one. You know, I don't have name. I have a bunch of clips here, but I could not put names on each one of them. So let's hope that this is it. Let's hear what she has to say and how difficult her job is. Hello, I'm a parent of three in the district and a teacher. I consistently speak on the key to maintaining an excellent school district, which is with excellent teachers. As a former charter school teacher, we didn't have a union. My colleagues and I consistently worked 12-hour days and weekends, providing direct instruction, writing lesson plans, communicating with parents, grading. The list is a mile long. 
Being a great teacher is one of the hardest jobs in the world. It is emotionally, physically, mentally, and financially draining. In my teaching career, I've had the pleasure to work with some of our nation's most dedicated and talented teachers, people I would trust with my own children. And most of those teachers, including myself, have left the traditional classroom. There is a teacher shortage in this country, which is something we should all be concerned about. But let me be clear, there isn't a shortage of people who love to teach kids. There's a shortage of people who can pour every part of themselves into their students, only to be disrespected and unsupported for a pay that is laughable. What is this board doing to support our teachers? If a program or resource is on the chopping block, what are we doing to replace it? We need to trust our teachers to know what resources, what professional development, whatever it is that they need for our students. Thank you. So what, I'm gonna start from the back, I think, and then kind of jump around the middle to the front uh, or the beginning of her speech. And in the beginning, what are the school board doing? Well, there's two school board members who are trying to bring education back to our schools. That's, that's what the school board is doing. You have three other school board members uh, two and a half, actually, who are fighting against education in our schools. All they want is indoctrination. They want masks on the kids. They 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 want it. They they are all for. They were all for uh, the shutdown of the schools and not opening them back up when we wanted them open back up. And so, don't give me any um, uh, any of this nonsense that the school board is not trying to do something for the students and the teachers. We want to bring back, we, I'm not part of the school board, but the two school board members that I support are trying to bring education back to the school and stop all the other nonsense that has no business being in our school. That is what the school board is doing. Number two, uh, she said something about how they had a teacher's shortage. Well, they have a teacher shortage in California, in New York, in, Sac in Sa uh, San Francisco, in Sacramento, in all of these places where they are not allowing good teachers to do the job of teaching because they are being surrounded by woke teachers who are trying to do everything again but teach students. And so the, the teachers that I know that have left Placentia Yorbalina Unified School District, the ones that I know, which is uh, several, um, I want to say four or five that I know that, have, that, are, that, have, that were there last year but are no longer there, where did they, where were they going? They were going to Texas, Tennessee, and Florida because they wanted to go to a place where they weren't being bombarded with this nonsense, indoctrination, CRT, and LGBTQ and gender BS that the other teachers and the teachers union are pushing and the other two school board members are pushing on our schools. That is why we possibly have a teacher shortage. And, and so when she talks about a teacher shortage, it, 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 they brought it on themselves. People like her, who obviously are too busy whining uh, to do a job of teaching. Um, I am more than happy to be one of the supporters of paying our teachers more, as long as we're no longer getting teachers from Cal State Fullerton, Chapman University, Biola College. Those three universities need to be uh, barred uh, from the list of teachers that we hire from. They, they have come there, this, the, the, the students and the teacher students have come to our, our, our Placentia Urban Unified School District and, and spoke out against parents who want education back on our schools, who want to bring U.S. history back, real U.S. history back to our schools, real math, 
real reading, real writing, and bring these grades up. And you have these students from Chapman University, from Fullerton, Cal State Fullerton, and uh, from Biola College coming over and sticking. They don't even have kids that go to our school. They don't probably don't even live in our school district. And they're, they were coming there speaking against good, proper education in our schools. So that's what we need to do. If we need teachers, let's pay them more, but not let's, let's get them from schools that actually teach teachers how to teach, not how to indoctrinate. Super, super important. And then the other stuff was just whining about nonsense um, and, um, and how hard it is. That's just the hardest job in the world. You gotta be kidding me. Go strap, go, go put on a, a fire suit and go into a building that's on fire. Tell me how job, how, how hard your job is um, when, that, when that is happening. And again, if you don't like it, stop teaching. Uh, you obviously are in the wrong profession. Um, Hannah says, social justice is infused in every lesson in benchmark as of this year. I was told by my curriculum coach at the school in my district. Absolutely. Hannah, you are, you're on a roll, Hannah. Thank you for joining me. All right, let me get rid. I'm going to get rid of this one. Let me, I'm sorry, I'm going to pop this back up. I just want to make sure I'm getting rid of the right one. Hello. I'm I'm going to get rid of this one, remove from the studio so I don't do it again. Um, here is um, a teacher who is pro-union. <laughs> so we know where, you know where she stands. All right. So here is a teacher that comes on and talks about being pro-union. I'm, I'm going to have a little bit to say about what she says uh, in, in after we're done. I'm pretty sure this is her. Please let it be her. Good evening. My name is Karen Alexic. I'm here tonight speaking as a teacher of this district. For 26 years, Brookhaven Elementary has been my second home. I am also a proud member of Apple. As of last May, PYLUSD employed approximately 1,129 teachers. 1,038 were members of Apple. Around 92% of teachers in this district are members. On my shirt is our motto, your child matters. Daily teachers demonstrate this. I've compiled a few examples. Schools across the district adopt families for holidays. We support the REACH Foundation Shamrock <coughs> Run every year. We provided 3,000 bags of materials and food to our community during COVID. Members donated toys to our military families. We provide scholarships for high school seniors. We donated money to provide yard signs for seniors graduating during COVID. We donated funds received to the Gear Up program. As part of CTA, we advocate on the state and national levels for increased funding for public education so that all students have access to a great public school with the resources they need to be successful. We are Apple and we are your children's teachers. We share the same goals. All students should have the resources needed to succeed. Let's work together and get back to what we do best, supporting and celebrating our students. All right, let's uh, visit a few of the things that she said there. And um, in particular, one of the things that really stands out to me is that she named off four things before she got to educating kids. <laughs> what, are, what are they, a church? She's talking about the money that they're using to give to all these programs. And I'm listening to her last night. I'm listening to her. I'm going, you're a teacher's union. What 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 does this have to do? What? And again, there we have we have. We have other organizations that will give gifts to the military kids. I think that's a fantastic thing. But why is the teachers union? Why do we have a teacher on just a minute ago talking about our wages are laughable? And yet I don't, I don't know what the fees are that they, uh, you know, the dues are that the teachers have to pay. 
um, but you're, you're, you're taking dues, you're taking money from the teachers and you're giving it to something other than education, other than the things that this lady that spoke before said that she has to pay out of her own pocket. What, none of this makes any sense. You have one person come on and say how horrible it is being a teacher. And then you have this, this teacher coming on talking about how lovely the school, the teacher's union is. And so she names off four things first, not education first, you would think. You would think education would have been the first thing. You know what, as a teacher's union, we want to make sure that the teachers and our union supports proper education, teaching our kids how to read, how to write, how to count, bringing these grades up. Right now, our grades are at a place that are below 50% in, 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 uh, you know, how well they're doing. They're below the 50 percentile of the rest of the country. Um, I'm sorry, I'm losing my words here. <clears throat> and I'm, got, I'm hoarse because I'm yelling. <clears throat> um, but does that, does that make any sense to you that she is sitting here saying, look at all the wonderful, well, look where we're putting all the dues towards, all the money towards, and it's to other things that have nothing to do with education. I don't care if you're wrapping presents for the foster kids on the weekend. I don't care if you're, you're doing these other things. Do that on your own time and do it with your church. Do it with the organizations that are responsible for doing those things. But when we're talking about a teacher's union, we want a teacher's union and our association to, to do whatever it takes to find great teachers, supporting them to um, make sure that their classrooms have the educational tools that teach the kids above 70% not below 50%. That is not anything that she talked about in the beginning. At some point she got to the education, but it was about money, right? They're always talking about money. We need to raise more money. We're gonna bring in more money. The state's giving us more money. Um, we're gonna get more money out of the teachers. And, and, but nothing, nothing about how the teachers union brought up, it helped teachers bring up the scores so that even the lowest um, um, uh, score was above 50%. How about that for a change? We saw the stats last year of where all the students were and it was horrific. It was miserable and they should be ashamed of themselves that, the, that, the, that while this is happening, they're giving money away to other things, other organizations not associated with bringing up grades for our students and making sure that teachers were given the equipment through the union. Why isn't the teachers union saying, all right, what is it that these schools need and how can we help you? No, no, we don't. We, we're giving this money to the adopted kids uh, organization in, in South Central LA or San Diego. Uh, no, uh, we're going to Camp Pendleton and we're doing these presents so that we look fantastic. It's all about me, 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 and about us, 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 and nothing about what it is that they're supposed to be doing. And that is assisting the teachers, educating our kids and supporting them in that way, not other organizations and wasting the money in a place where it is not really uh, important when it comes to what a teacher's union should be. I don't care. I don't care. And they're going to come out. You don't care about it. I, you don't, you don't have, you have no idea what I do uh, in relationship to these other organizations. There's other places that give to those. My church does an amazing job uh, the churches that I go to more than one church, but the churches I belong to do an amazing job for foster children. I give money to my church because I know that they're going to give it to foster children in Orange County. I give money to my church because I know they're going to build schools in places where they need schools built in other countries 
because they told me that's where that they said, you know what, we're raising money to build a school in India, in Africa, in Mexico. And I freely give money to them because that's where I want my money to go. When teachers give money to the teachers union, what they're hoping for is support and um, um, somebody to have their back when they need the tools and the support to teach the kids that are under their tutelage at each one of the schools that they teach at. Not for you to give that money away to other people. It, 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 they, they, she tried to, oh, look at us. Look how great we are. Oh, Apple. A Apple needs to go away. And you need to go to this, uh, you need, Hannah, Hannah's place. I'm going to put it up again because I'm excited. You're going to go to, oh, I think the people are crazy. We have, some we have some incompetent people running the teachers union and at least two and a half members that are incompetent on our school board. So go to optouttoday.com. So far, it looks good. Again, I can't completely give it my endorsement. I have to look at it more, but it sounds like a great place to go for me. All right. So now let's hear from a student and from a mother about how great the teachers are doing. And now I'm going to tell you for sure that, um, and this is another thing I want to make sure that people understand about why, um, why I'm in the school district, number one and why I fight so hard at the school board meetings, because I know that this school district is actually one of the better school districts in the country for some reasons. Other reasons, it's just as bad as the rest. And it's getting worse. And if we continue to, if we continue to be silent as parents, it will go down and down and down, and it will be no better than Baltimore, Chicago, LA, Seattle, and Portland. It will, not, it will, it will be worse than any of those if we don't stay involved. But... At the time that I moved, that my children became, a, you know, so I was going through a divorce. My children, being, my children being homeschooled, it wasn't going well. And so I sued their mother to get the kids into a public school. I, I looked at every school around where I could possibly live here in Orange County. And because at the time I had a business in your Belinda and I wanted to stay close if possible. I'm telling you, if the schools weren't as good as I thought they were, I would have left and gone somewhere else. But Placentia Yorbalin Unified School District at the time showed to be one of the best schools within the country. And, and so I fought to get my kids in the school. It wasn't two years later that the pandemic came and then I found out what was wrong with our schools. And so I'm going to tell you that I know for sure that a large majority, a high percentage of the teachers that are in our school are fantastic, are amazing, are um, very good teachers to fantastic teachers, from very good teachers to fantastic teachers. The problem is we have way too many who are woke and are pushing gender issues. We have coaches that are pushing gender issues and LGBTQ stuff and CRT teaching kids to hate cops, to hate their parents. We have um, uh, uh, assistant coaches. We have librarians was the other one I'm gonna tell you. Librarians that are pushing LGBTQ books into the library and really, really turning um, our, our libraries into sexual locations for students to find books that they shouldn't be looking at, that actually they should be arrested for sex, for sex abuse or sex trafficking in the sense that they are, they are filling, our, filling our kids with, with smut in our schools. That is the problem. And then it's, it's growing and it's been an increasing problem over the years as I've learned and researched and began to talk to people. And it's a, it's a minority, but it's enough of that is causing us grief and problems that uh, we need to get out from under. And this is the problem. And the school union supports the, the minority. The, the school union doesn't support the majority. 
And this is why you see uh, teachers using, leaving. They're not leaving because of everything that, that one lady said that was, the teacher said that was all nonsense. They're leaving because teachers that are good and great, the teachers that left are fantastic and they're going to other places where they can actually teach and not be worried about gender, LGBTQ, CRT, all the other things that are being pushed on them through the state of California. Yes, the state, the state education and uh, the teachers unions um, nationally and locally. And so we need to make sure that that, that stops. So, um, sorry, I went on a little bit of a rant there. Let me see, I had a comment here. Uh, Hannah says uh, they want support from the union, but if they are a bad teacher, the union will protect them over the child. Absolutely, 100%, Hannah. All right, I'm gonna bring you a student. Let's hear what a student has to say about this iReady nonsense that is going on. Now, they gave a presentation how they use iReady with teachers actually teaching. What a concept. <laughs> It's too late for iReady. They're trying to save iReady by putting some program in there where it gets used alongside with some teaching. It's too late. Uh, we've seen what happens in iReady. We see what um, is available in iReady, iReady which again, we're going it, it visits the, the LGBTQ. I shared that on, on a previous show that I did. Um, and the gender issues and um, some of the cartoons are inappropriate that are in iReady. It's too late. iReady is done. It needs to be voted out. Get rid of it. Even though they gave a presentation that made it look like when you use it with teaching, with actual a teacher, which is in some cases, I, I think it's pretty rare. Um, it's too late. You need to get rid of it and uh, do something else. Um, I didn't have iReady when I was in school. And you know, just this one thought, one more thing, and I'm going to get to the video, is that you know what? We had, in the time where we did not have these online programs, I'm, I'm speaking to iReady, but there's like five others that I used to know the name of them. Now I can't remember any of them, that we are, that they are using online teaching in the classroom where there is a human teacher in there. And they often have assistants or they have uh, volunteer uh, parents who could come in and they're putting them online to be taught by a robot, essentially, uh, pre-recorded programming. But when you look back, why, are, why do we need that? Steve Jobs came out of the public school system. Um, I, I don't like the guy, but Bill Gates came out of the public school system. Um, if you want to go to some another person that is a, a corrupt, horrible human being, but seemingly very smart, Barack Obama came out of the, out of the, um, the public school system. I don't, Donald Trump probably didn't come out of the public school system. But, uh, you know, we can look at all the people that have invented things, created all the things that we're using, all the stuff I'm using here in my broadcast studio probably came from somebody that was taught at a time in the 80s and early 90s where this was not as prevalent. Why do we need it? We don't need it. You can see that we have nothing but people that just simply want to be online superstars and, and something's wrong, something's broken. Get back to teaching from, from a human being to a human being. No longer do we need any of these online training programs. All right, so what is one of the problems here? This student's going to tell you what one of the problems is. You may have to turn your volume up a little bit and then turn it back down because when I come back down, I'm probably going to blow your ears off. Uh, but uh, listen to the student, what he has to say. Um, he looks like he might be middle school or uh, sixth grade. I'm not sure. I, he may even mention it um, on the um, uh, in his speech. So listen to what he has to say. Hi, my name is Carly Rizal, and I would like to... I would ask you guys to vote no on iReady because um, I feel it's not challenging and it feels like busy work so our teacher doesn't have to teach us. <laughs> and it's very automated, isolating, and boring. And there's no class participation or teacher interaction. 
The purpose of iReady is to make education for students fun, but it's not fun at all. And if you don't complete enough time, you are required to stay in for recess. Sometimes we don't have recesses at all because of this tedious program. Taking away all of our recess is, recesses is very unfair to students. I ask that you vote no on iReady so students can have more fun at school, and which would promote positive associations with school and students. Thank you for your time. Nice. That was a good speech. So he says that there's no connection to anybody. Uh, again, do we not have enough? Do we not have enough warnings that children are on their devices far too much as it is already when, when they now they go to school and just simply get back on another device? Do we not already know the harm that we're doing with our kids by having them on these devices far too long and, 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 and spending time not in reality? What he said was very powerful when he says, you know, we don't have any interaction with people. We don't have any interaction with the teacher or any of the other students. We don't go into discussions. We don't do anything. And the program that they talked about where they used iReady along with two different teachers and they rotate around from teacher to teacher to then iReady, you see what the, the, the important thing, maybe the, the reason it's successful is not because of the iReady. That's kind of a holding pattern or a parking spot until they get back to the face-to-face human contact and interaction with the other students where they interact and talk with one another. That's where the power is. So why not put a third human being instead of iReady and you will see this program go through the roof. Now I'm not a genius, but I've trained at the academy. I've trained thousands and thousands of police officers and one-on-one -on -one communication, interacting, sharing stories about what works, what doesn't work with other people in the room and having a, a holistic and a, a whole discussion about something which you can't with a computer is far better than not having that conversation at all and having a, your face in a computer like the, what this child is talking about. And then they're punished when they don't finish the, the lesson on the computer and the recess where they are again being denied interaction and communication with other human beings to sit down during recess with a computer. These teachers that do this need to be fired and they just need, they just need to get out of the business. They need to go and clearly do something else. The school board members who support this, the superintendent who's going to, who's going to attempt to keep this in our schools need to move on. If they do not work this out of our schools, all the online training program, then we need to, to fire some people and we need to vote people out of office that continue to push this nonsense with our kids. As that student said, is that he cannot interact, he does not interact with the teacher, and he gets punished by being held inside with his face in a computer so that he can't go and interact with other human beings. That is ridiculous, that is child abuse, and the teacher should be arrested for child abuse. All right, now let's hear one last one. And this is a, uh, oh, what is this? I'm gonna have to put it up. It's a good one though, because I, I cut it out. So here, let's let's do it and I'll comment after it's over. I'm sure it'll come back to me as soon as I hear what she has to say. The last five weeks of school, my 11-year-old son had to select a book to read, and the teacher had a specific selection of books she recommended for them to read. As a straight-A student, my son, of course, selected a book she recommended. When he came home from school, he said he needed me to buy him this book, Orbiting Jupiter. I asked what it was about, and he said he didn't know, but his teacher said it was good. So I looked it up, and it was about a 14-year-old boy that was just getting out of juvenile hall to go live with the foster family, because he had attempted to kill his teacher um, after taking drugs in the restroom. But that's not what the story is about. 
It is about the 14-year-old boy trying to find his daughter that he had had while he was in juvenile hall. So I had emailed the teacher and asked for her recommendation books so we could pick out a more appropriate book. She never emailed her list of um, recommended books. I'm not sure why, but she never emailed it. However, she did email me, email me back at the end of the next day, uh, reiterating it was his choice. But remember, he's a straight A student and he knows to get an A, he should pick what the teacher recommends because I'm a teacher myself. I don't know why I forgot, but 11 years old. You have a teacher who is a trusted adult that we've been taught since we were since I was a kid that teachers, police officers and doctors and I'm sure there's not your parent, obviously, are the, the trusted adults. Those are the people you go to when you're in trouble. Those are the people you go to uh, when you have a question and you listen to their advice. And, and, and in many cases, you were told to take their advice. So you have an 11 year old child who goes to a teacher. What book do you recommend? And this is the book she recommends. This is the teacher I'm talking about that has no place in our schools. And this teacher is in one of our schools here and recommended to the 11-year-old a book about a 14-year-old who uh, threatened or attempted to kill his teacher. But the story is not about that. that, it, it, that he's, it's not about that he's a drug dealer and dealing drugs in the bathroom. The story is about him and his pregnant girlfriend that he impregnated while he was in juvenile hall. On what planet does a, a competent teacher, a teacher that is teaching our kids here at Placentia Urban Unified School District, on what planet is that teacher considered a good teacher, a trusted adult that suggests that book to 11 year old? These are the these are, this is this these are the teachers that need to go. I don't care what our shortage is. I'd rather have a shortage with good teachers remaining than a, a shortage with only bad teachers remaining because that's what's happening is that we have the good teachers that are leaving because of nonsense and morons like this teacher that recommended a book to this 11 year old about a 14 year old that threatened to kill the teacher who sells drugs and impregnated a girl while he was in juvenile hall. Now, I don't think you have to be um, a parent to understand why we are so upset. I think just as a human being on this planet, and if you have any moral standing at all, more any morality in your in your soul, that you don't understand why the parents are are at the school board meetings where they should be, and we need more of them. Um, last night, it looks like a bunch of the the woke teachers and the school uh, the teachers union had um, had encouraged a bunch of people to come there to cheer on their uh, woke nonsense that was being spoken from the podium and lies that were being told. There are other, there are other videos that I, I just, it would have caused me to be on for two hours. And, and, and these are the highlights that I just want to address these things when it comes to teachers. We need to support good teachers. A good teacher would have said, you know, would have come, that book, would, I don't know where that book came from. Did she bring it from home? That, see, here's one of the problems is that we may have a curriculum that's accepted and allowed by the school board that has gone through it. And maybe even a good superintendent may go through and say, okay, uh, school board, you know, this is our curriculum. This is what it looks like. The teacher has to, the, to on, on week one, needs to teach these things. On week two, needs to teach these things. The, um, the critical task at the end is that they're able to, you know, use, you know, uh, punctuation. They're supposed to be able to recall stuff and blah, 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 right? And you have all that stuff. 
when you take good sound curriculum and you give it to a teacher like the one that was just spoken about and they bring their own crap to the classroom and and this is where everything begins to go wrong because we can't see we we need to continue to work to put uh, cameras in the classroom the good teachers will not care the classrooms are in the uh, that cameras are in the classroom the good teachers will not care just like good cops don't care that cameras are on the in the police units and on their body good cops do not care because good cops want you to see the nonsense that we go through just in case the person says hey the officer punched me in the face for no reason and uh, when in fact when the, the video will show that it was for a good reason not for a bad reason same thing with a camera in the classroom is that a camera in the classroom will, is, is, I'm sure, a welcome thing, a welcome tool for good teachers. But it's the woke teachers. It's the teacher like this one who obviously does not want cameras in the classroom because she won't bring her own nonsense into a curriculum that was, was fantastic when written, fantastic when handed out and told by the teacher. But then she brings in something else that is off the curriculum and says, oh, read this book. It's, it's fantastic. It's about a, a, a kid who attempts to kill the teacher. <laughs> what? Oh, you got to be kidding me. I mean, you take any one of those, uh, those, um, those items, any one of those things that uh, were spoken about, and it's bad, right? Just, just having the storyline where the, the book's about a kid who tried to kill his teacher. Okay, no, that book goes over there. Um, it's a book about uh, a kid who sells drugs in the bathroom to an 11-year-old, I'm talking. And uh, you go, no, that's not appropriate. Um, well, I have this other book. It's about a, uh, a student who goes to juvenile hall and, and has sex. No, <laughs> but in this one book, you had killing a teacher, selling drugs, impregnating somebody and juvenile hall. And um, that's a, 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 a hat trick of nose and needs to be out. All right, so one last thing I'm gonna put on here. Uh, I is really pushing this uh, opt out today. Uh, dot com. Are you affiliated with them uh, somehow or you just think that it's it's fantastic? I Let me know. Maybe you can private message me. Tell me a little bit more about it. Maybe we can talk or maybe you can I can interview you if you know anything more about it. Uh, but Hannah says uh, you'll you'll fill out your name, address, phone number. It automatically generates an opt out letter. You print two copies, mail one to the main CTA office uh, address on the letter and one of your local APLE office. Use certified mail. Next pay period, you will no longer have dues taken out. Done. We need to put it on blast. Take away, take money away from the corrupt union so it weakens and can no longer support the bad teachers as effectively. Sounds good, Hannah. Uh, I'm going to look into this into it some more. So far, I agree with Hannah. So far, I think we should do exactly what she says. But if anybody runs into something that just doesn't seem right or they're trying to take money from you or anything like that, let me know, Hannah. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not telling you I don't trust you, but I don't know you uh, and I don't any, know anything about this website. So uh, I hope that that uh, disclaimer uh, is um, understanding. Um, look into it for yourself. Uh, make a decision, an adult decision for yourself if you're a teacher uh, or if you're a parent and forward it on to the, your favorite teacher at the Central Belinda Unified School District if you feel the need to do so. But I cannot say right now that I um, support it in the sense that I know that it's good or bad or uh, I'm, I'm just right now don't know. But so far, what she tells me, it sounds good. All right, my friends, uh, off to the races down at Costa Mesa, motorcycle races, taking my boys uh, to go see um, some cool stuff tonight. So uh, I love you guys. God bless. And um, next broadcast, what I hope to be talking about is um, something that got talked about last night and somebody went off about uh, Christians in, on the school board and some other stuff and teachers that are Christian. And um, 
again, it, it was nonsense and, 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 and I'll touch on the subject. I've talked about it several times before, but I, I think that's one of the next, if it's not the next one, it'll be one of the next ones that we talk about. All right, my friends, we'll be talking later. Go out and vote on November uh, 2022. Be prepared. Know who you're voting for. All right, my friends, take care. We'll talk to you later. Bye.